0: is from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 18 to 31. For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world did not know God through wisdom, God decided through the foolishness of our proclamation to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks desire wisdom. But we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. Consider your own call, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world things that are not, to reduce to nothing things that are, so that no one might boast in the presence of God. He is the source of your life in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, in order that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Be to God.
1: Those in this area. Very, yeah, sounded really good. I don't (laughs) know. Thank you for your uh, uh, participation and service for the. How much do you know about today's text? So wordy, right? Foolishness, power, wisdom, Greek, Gentiles, Jewish. And how much do you know about the Corinthian church to which Apostle Paul wrote this letter? 2000 years ago, we have a scholar there, you know, Phil, good to see you. From today's text, what is the important image you can get? As Peter read the whole text today for us. Yes, the cross, the cross. The main subject of today's text. And let me ask you the last question. Thank you for your patience. What seems to be the issue of today's text? It can be so many, right? It can be so many. But I want to take this one particular angle and share the message with you today. Verse 18 says, For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. As you can see, there are two different groups of people Paul is addressing to. One group is perishing because they consider the cross as foolishness. The other group is not perishing, but being saved because they consider the cross as the power of God. Because we heard about this passage here and there so often, we are so familiar with the cross itself, we do not think about the scandalous aspect of the cross anymore. Automatically, yes, cross. But what was the cross originally? It was the symbol of the punishment from the Roman Empire, superpower at the time. The cross was the antithesis of power, the power of the Roman Empire to crush those regarded as opponents and threats it was indeed the sign of defeat and shame. And can we truly say that cross is the power of God? What is going on in that cross? I was intrigued by the fact that Apostle Paul addressed this passage to the church he established. There were people in the Church who would consider the cross as foolishness and all that. Before we investigate further, let's look closely at the culture and the spirit of the city of Corinth. Corinth was nowadays New York. When you go to New York, Manhattan, fascinating, a lot of people. Corinth was a seaport situated the border of Achaia, which is nowadays Greece. Let's see the map. Because of this geographical kind of advantage, the city had booming economy. The population at uh, Paul's time, they had 200,000 people. And it was, they. there were 14,000 theaters in that city. And there were so many trade clubs and voluntary organizations and Christians in current thought themselves as one of these social clubs. Because of a lot of trades, the city was known for its sexual immorality. The Greek word for Corinthian girl, girl is Corinthia Zestai, and it became a word for prostitute. The society was filled with ruthless, and competitive spirit. New Testament scholar Witherington said, "Public boasting and self-promotion was considered as an art form." Now, you get the picture right? Because of the trend of the times, the Corinthian church was not immune to. And because of the culture and the spirit of the society, the Corinthian church became vulnerable. To the extent that their foundation as church was attacked. As a pastor, Paul, with urgent concern for his church, he had to write this letter to the Corinthian church. When he wrote this letter to his Corinthian church, he didn't know that it would become, it would become a Bible, part of the Bible. When we look at Acts chapter 18, there's a record that Paul established this church in Corinth and ministered to them for one and a half years. Within the first Corinthians, the book of 1 Corinthians, the word for church in Greek, which is ecclesia, appears 22 times. What does it mean to you? It tells us how much Paul wanted to educate his congregation What church is all about and what the community is all about. And mostly what the cross of Jesus Christ is all about. What was going on in the mind of those who viewed the cross as foolishness? They think they are wise. And they need to prove they are wise with boasting and self promotion. And when such people gather in a group, what will happen? Divisions and conflicts. No wonder we can trace such divisions in the book of First Corinthians, the same book, the same text, today's text. For example, in chapter 1 verse 12 says this, what I mean is that each of you says, I belong to Paul, I belong to Apollos, I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. It shows that there were divisions in the Corinthian church. Paul, Apollos and Cephas, we can understand that, but there was a group called Christ. What this tells us is that certain people out of their own interests wanted to use the names the leaders' well-known names, to maximize their interests in the church, just like they would do in any social clubs. Perhaps Paul or Apollos or Cephas did not know their names were used by these groups. I don't know. Another example can be found in chapter 12, where Paul explained the church as the body of Christ. Remember that? The background of this metaphor is also the divisions in the church. Those who were strong and honorable by the standard of the world mistreated the weaker and less honorable members in the church. As we can see from these evidences, we know that there were divisions and conflicts among the church members, and the main reason behind this is the self promoting, and competitive spirit from certain people who thought they were wiser and they had all the rights to display their wisdom and wealth, whatever they can boast with. But they did not know they became so blinded, blinded by their own lusts, those who think they are wiser and view themselves higher than anybody else, will be drifted away from God. This is the spiritual condition they are all in, but they did not know that. Today's verse 21 says this, For since in the wisdom wisdom of God, the world did not know God through the wisdom. They were cut off from God. They were drifted away from God. As we studied in Romans a few weeks ago, the vanity of people's thinking is the beginning of destruction. Romans one twenty one says, For though they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their senseless minds were darkened. In other words, they wanted to become a God themselves, without knowing that's the fast track to isolation and death. No wonder they viewed the cross as foolishness. Then, who are the people who viewed the cross as God's wisdom and God's power? How could they? How could they understand that secret mystery of Christ, the cross? One thing we can say is that they were not the people who boasted about their wisdom and their status according to the worldly standard. Jesus once said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. I would say, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see the cross as the wisdom of God and the power of God. Because of their status in the society was not in the center but in the margin, they may understand the power of God and the wisdom of God in the cross, they may. Because where there is a need of God, God will be there for them. But I don't think they would praise God for the cross through which they became what they wanted wanted to be. Even they may have such desire to become greater and all that as soon as they encounter the cross. As soon as they went through the cross, the power of God and the wisdom of God there will be no more of such desire to become greater by the standard of the world. We need to understand the true power of the cross. In the cross and through the cross, people will be transformed, not from A to B, nor from B to A, not the reversal of both sides, A and B, all kinds of people and all kinds of things of the world surrender to God in the cross. This is how the wisdom of God and power of God work through the cross. God created a new humanity through the cross, and thus the cross is God's power and God's wisdom that silenced all the noisy boasting of the world, and encompassed everything under the cross. God called everyone and united them in the cross. How marvelous God's wisdom is. When we look closely at the latter part of today's text, we will see more clearly how our God works with his power and his wisdom. God calls and God chooses with His power and with His wisdom. God calls not only one particular group, but everybody to form a church. Verse 24 says, But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Verse 26 says, Consider your own call, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards, Not many were powerful, not many were of noble birth. And verse 27 says, But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. And lastly, verse 28 says, God chose what is low and despised in the world. We come to church not accidentally, the fact that we are here today is God's calling and God's choosing. God will show the world how wise His wisdom is and how great His power is through this church, you and me. Only when we humbly surrender to God's calling and God's choosing, then our eyes will be open and see the God's world that is filled with wisdom and power we'll be able to see and confess that the cross is not foolishness, but the the power of God. Remember the story, the prodigal son in the Gospel of Luke? The prodigal son who spent all his money and living with the pigs, but he realized he was in need of God's mercy and forgiveness And thus he repented, just like him. We will see Jesus who comes to us when we are hitting rock bottom of our life. That's what we see through the cross. We will see Jesus who comes to us when we are helpless and we are in struggle. That's what we see through the cross. We will see Jesus, who left the heavenly throne, to be with us. That realization happens when we see the cross. Look at the painting by Rembrandt. It is called, The Return of the Prodigal Son. The love of the parents, the most foolish of all, but the greatest love above all. Jesus raised us up, not by the wisdom of the world, but embraced us in his heart. And we say, we are finally home, nothing will matter to us. Anymore, the power and wisdom of this world will not do anything to us. Yes, we will have to live in this world, but now with a different identity in Christ, and things that have been hidden now revealed to us because of our new identity in the cross. Jesus once said in Matthew eleven twenty-five. I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. What will be our spiritual blessings from the cross? We become one with ourselves and one with God through the cross. That is what the cross is doing. The cross reconciles us to God. And unites us. Now we have peace with ourselves. Before, our hearts were torn apart by the fear and the vanity, but by the blood of the cross we were healed and became whole. Through the cross we have access to God and we enter into the state of unity and intimacy with God. And foremost, because of this unity with God, we are able to reach out to others in the community with the ministry of unity. As Reverend Kim said last Friday, this is the spiritual principle. And I said to you a month ago in the Sunday Sermon, that is the spiritual principle. One must have solitude, a time with God alone, Hearing the voice from God, you are my beloved. Having intimate relationship with God in solitude, we'll be able to go out to the community and serve one another. Henry now said, the intimate relationship with God will create a community. And that's what the cross of Christ does to us and to this community. When we have peace and unity with God in solitude, we will have peace and unity with others in this community. As you all know by now, we are learning the book of Romans every Friday. And it has been a true blessing for all of us. And I thank God for His wisdom and power that have been so visible through the lecture from Rev. Kim and the serving hearts from KSM's men's will witness the unity of this church through the power of the cross. And my friends, it is our turn to reach out to those who are alone and who are in need of God's grace. The cross of Christ will reach out to those who are in need in need of God's grace and God will use us as his tool to unite God's people. Today is International Women's Day. With enlightened heart, with enlightened existence, look around those who can be in a vulnerable situation. And when we do an even little thing for justice and peace, That's what the cross does through us. A few YA's starting away from home. When we remember them and take a moment to pray for them, that is what the cross is doing through this community. As we are in the season of Lent, I encourage all of you to think seriously about your own spiritual journey. Remember, you are called and chosen by God. And remember what God did to us through the cross. Unless we have the solitude with God and reconciliation with God, we won't be able to reach out and have unity with one another. Is the cross foolishness to you? Or the power of God and wisdom of God? Ask God to give you the strength to love the rugged cross and surrender to the power and wisdom of God revealed in the cross. Put down your wisdom and power, but to surrender, surrender to God. God will grant you peace, unity, power to carry your own cross. to to Jesus Christ. I would like to invite our praise team as we prepare for the reflection song and when we sing this song ask yourself what does the cross mean to you? What, what do I get? From it. And my attitude, mentalities still want to boast whatever we can or humbly accept God's power and wisdom to us. Let us sing. I will take care of it just come to me run to me come home God is asking and calling us let us pray to God say that God I'm coming to you with broken heart with humility and faith that you are my God. Let us take a moment and pray to God
2: without confession.